Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 26, 2018. The year is already flying by. Um, before I get started with today's uh, news and views, which is really, to me, a very unusual one, I want to thank everybody that sent articles, donations. Uh, there have been some donations, some nice donations on the website. Uh, if you don't get individual responses from me or Daniel, it's largely because we're both so busy. But I did want to mention uh, and thank everybody that's been doing that. Uh, tomorrow, also, just to let all the uh, website members know, we do have a members vid chat at 2 p.m. Central Time in the afternoon. As always, I'll be there early for pre-chat and just a little conversation. Um also, later today, Daniel and I will be recording a dialogues uh, section also for the members area, so it's going to be a busy day. So let's get to the news. Um, this one, to me, is weird. This is a story that came out just yesterday on Zero Hedge, and it really has me thinking there are a couple of little indicators in here that the story may not, and I want to underline the subjunctive mood there, folks, may not be correct. Uh, the title of the story is North Korean Nuclear Test Site Has Collapsed. This is a good article. There are some pictures along with this article that obviously I can't show you. Subtitle of the article is explaining... Kim's suspension of further tests. And I want to read some things here from this article that really have me thinking, are we being given the full story? Now, I want to mention before I start that I'm 98% aligned with this story. In other words, I, I tend to believe that the story that we're being given as is, is true. It's that little 2% of high-octane speculation possibility <laughs> that really intrigues me here, and there's a couple of little details in this story that have me wondering. So see, as I read it to you, see if you can pick them out. So here we go. From the beginning of the article, uh, six months after a group of Chinese scientists warned that the North Korean Pungye Ri nuclear text site was on the verge of collapse, and following reports from Japan's Asashi TV that more than 200 North Koreans had died when a tunnel collapsed at the site, the South China Morning Post reported today that North Korea's mountain nuclear test site, and this is a story filed yesterday, incidentally, April 25th, the South China Morning Post reported today that North Korea's mountain nuclear test site has completely collapsed, putting China and other nearby nations at unprecedented risk of radioactive exposure, two separate groups of Chinese scientists studying the issue have confirmed. The collapse also likely explains the sudden willingness of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to declare last Friday that he would freeze the state's nuclear and missile tests and shut down the site a researcher cited by the South China Morning Post said. Skipping a little bit here. According to the South China Morning Post report, a group of researchers found, listen carefully, that the most recent blast tore open a hole in the mountain, 
which then collapsed upon itself. A second group concluded that the breakdown created a chimney that could allow radioactive fallout from the blast zone below to rise into the air. A research team led by Wen Lianqing, a geologist with the University of Science and Technology of China in Hefei, concluded that the collapse occurred following the detonation last autumn of North Korea's most powerful thermonuclear warhead in a tunnel about 700 meters or about 2,200 feet below the mountain's peak. The test turned the mountain into fragile fragments. Skipping some more again. North Korea saw the mountain as an ideal location for underground nuclear experiments because of the elevation. It stood more than 2,100 meters or 6,800 feet above sea level. Its terrain of thick, gentle slopes seemed capable of resisting structural damage. While the mountain's surface had shown no visible damage after four underground nuclear tests before 2017. The 100-kiloton bomb that went off on September 3rd vaporized surrounding rocks with an unprecedented heat and opened a space that was up to 200 meters or 60, uh, pardon me, 656 feet in diameter. And as shockwaves tore through and loosened more rocks, a large section of the mountain's ridge less than half a kilometer from the peak slipped down into the empty pocket created by the blast, leaving a scar visible in satellite images. And again, skipping here. And please note that this is very crucial to my high-octane analysis. A 100-kiloton bomb, and remember earlier what was said about the chimney effect, a hole that was left to allow radioactive uh, fallout from this chamber that was created by the blast to possibly escape. As we reported previously, speculation grew that North Korea's site was in trouble. When Lee Do-shik, the top North Korean geologist, visited Zhao's institute about two weeks after the test and met privately with senior Chinese government geologists, Although the purpose of Lee's visit was not disclosed, two days later, Pyongyang announced that it would no longer conduct land-based nuclear tests. Hu Jingdu, a Beijing-based scholar who follows North Korea's nuclear program, said it was, <coughs> pardon me, highly unlikely, pardon me, highly likely that Pyongyang had received a stark warning from Beijing. The test was not only destabilizing the site, but increasing the risk of eruption of the Changbai Mountain, a large active volcano at the Chinese-Korean border, said Hu, who was asked that his university affiliation not be disclosed for the article because of its sensitivity. Now, I've linked a second article here for you that appeared last year at the website Business Insider. It's dated September 19th, 2017. And this is the article at the time that I blogged about it when we first heard about this collapse, all right? We weren't at the time given many details. There were speculations, and indeed there were some seismic readings at the time that indicated that perhaps there had been an earthquake at or near this site and that the collapse had occurred because of this. 
So in other words, the story now has changed a bit. We're being told it was a nuclear test of a fairly sizable bomb, incidentally. A 100 kiloton bomb uh, is several times larger than the bomb that we dropped on Hiroshima during the end of World War II, which was about 15 to 17 kilotons in yield. So in other words, this bomb that the North Koreans allegedly tested was much, much larger. All right. But now this second article that I'm linking for you is titled Mattis Hints at Secret Kinetic Military Options for North Korea. And I want to draw your attention here in this short article to two statements, uh, one occurring about uh, one-third of the way through the article and then the other toward the end of the article. So here we go. According to Mattis, or pardon me, let me back up, most experts think a military strike on North Korea would invite a devastating response from Pyongyang. The city of Seoul, South Korea, home to 25 million people, is well within artillery range of the north, which would most likely use conventional artillery munitions and chemical weapons. But according to Mattis, the Pentagon has a few tricks up its sleeve that wouldn't involve the decimation of Seoul. When asked whether there was, quote, any military option the U.S. can take with North Korea that would not put Seoul at grave risk, unquote, Mattis responded, quote, yes, there are, but I will not go into details, unquote. Skipping now. So what does Mattis have in mind? He wouldn't say, but he did let slip one interesting comment, quote, just to clarify, you said there were possible military options that would not create a grave risk to Seoul, unquote, a reporter said later. Are we talking kinetic options as well, unquote? Quote, yes, I don't want to go into that, unquote, Mattis said, agreeing that his closely held military option involved kinetic action a euphemism to describe lethal military force. So, in other words, what Mattis was talking about was a rod of God technology and most likely a technology that had been based in space. Now, to let everybody know what a rod of God is, it's simply firing a projectile, usually by means of some sort of electromagnetic railgun, at such extremely high velocities that the sheer kinetic impact alone can create the equivalent of a nuclear blast, but notably here, it would do so without all of the radioactive fallout aftermath that nuclear weapons use. And the other thing about this kind of rod of God technology is if you are firing it at a portion of the geology where there is a subterranean cavern or things like this, it is very conceivable that it would punch through, just like an armor-piercing projectile, punch through into that cavity and then create the kinetic blast on the inside of the cavity itself rather than on the surface. So why am I suspicious here about this story? Why is 2% of me suspicious about this story? Well, for one thing, 
This is the first indicator, as far as I'm aware, of the size of that alleged North Korean test last year that allegedly led to this collapse. And they're now talking about a bomb which has a yield of about 100 kilotons. And as I've said before, that's a fairly substantial bomb. Uh, it tends to mean that the North Koreans were testing a boosted fission device, which in other words is an atomic bomb, a fission bomb, with you know your ordinary plutonium or uranium fission fuel, but as kind of an extra additive to the mixture, you, you would add some um, deuterium or tritium or lithium deuteride or something like this to create just a little bit of a fusion reaction and add extra kick or extra yield to the bomb. So in other words, this is a fairly sophisticated type of device as far as nuclear engineering goes. <clears throat> and that, to me, raises a suspicion <clears throat> because we have been watching North Korean tests up to this point that were substantially smaller, if my memory serves me correctly, than 100 kilotons. So that's the first little thing, is that this was a fairly large bomb, allegedly, and 100 kilotons would also be in the approximate yield range of a putative kinetic weapon striking that facility. Now, the other thing that makes me suspect that we might be looking at a kind of cover story here is precisely what was said before, that there appeared to have been a chimney created from this cavern that supposedly was carved out by the nuclear blast. There supposedly was a chimney created that would have allowed, have allowed radioactive fallout from the blast to escape. Now, a chimney... The use of the word chimney here is interesting to me because it implies a structure. It implies a regularity of structure, not simply a geological fissure that was blown out by the heat from the blast or things like this. Um, it implies a structure. It's a kind of a slip of the tongue. And that intrigues me because... If you have a rod of God technology involved, then yes, it's going to create a fairly regular hole, like an armor-piercing projectile, in the crust of the earth. And it's that word that kind of makes me wonder if we're being told the full story here. Um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a size of yield that I question whether it was actually within North Korea's capabilities it would be a yield that would be commensurate with a space-based kinetic weapon. And then there's this strange wording in the Zero Hedge article that I've linked for you about a chimney, uh, which may indicate a uh, possible penetration technology, a rod of God technology that penetrated into this cavity and then detonated by kinetic energy on the inside and created this vast blast space. So time will tell. That's my 2% of high-octane speculation for the day. I'm a little suspicious of this story. Uh, I think you should be too. Uh, we may see more photographs uh, that make it very clear that this was a nuclear blast. We may get radioactive fallout readings that may indicate that this really was a nuclear blast. Time will tell. But right now, it's suspicious to me that we're still not getting very much information 
about this story and the sudden turn of Kim Jong-un to uh, shut down his program. Uh, maybe, maybe it is a case of message heard and received and um, we will change course. Time is going to tell. Don't forget tomorrow, folks, we do have the members vid chat at 2 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Daniel and I are recording a dialogue session for the members area later today. And then um, tomorrow we have the vid chat. Again, I want to thank everybody. Thanks for all the wonderful articles. Thanks for the donations. And we'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.